The quilt of crazy quilt refers to my mastery over the quilt of colors, which I will now use to hypnotize you. Then you, Batman and Nightwing, will be mine! What the fuck was that? Welcome crazy to- quilt, man. <laughs> Welcome once more to Margaret Thatcher Templar Spy, the four-hour-long extravaganza with more money than sense. I'm the seductive leaf lady, typically depicted barefoot in a one-piece costume adorned with leaves and vines, using pheromones to conduct her evil deeds, James Law. And I'm joined by Joel Franey, the Robin to whoever he happens to be hanging out with, Batman. Holy prolonged intro text, Batman. Today we're looking at the DC comic, something Joel has years of experience staying up late at night reading under the covers, and something I have seen in brief movie trailer length snippets. So Joel, DC Comics, tell me more. Yeah, I've I've been a comics reader since I could read. So a lot of this for me is just sharing my favourite hobbies with James while he can't escape. Because <laughs> I've a, my experience is that whenever I talk about comics to someone who isn't used to them, they get a slightly vague, unfocused look in their eye and keep looking at the door. So I'm very glad that James can't escape this week. Yeah, I am actually currently doing that. Like, there's no escape now, James. You've what been do you subject have to my me? quilt of crazy quilt colors? Your quilt of yeah. Who is that guy? He's a he's a lesser known Batman villain called Crazy Quilt. Is he like a I don't know a seamstress? Like, what what's his vibe? So, so he wears a a patchwork quilt costume in many colors. That's like clearly just stitched together patches. Uh, along with a big metal helmet that generates orbs of coloured light. And does does crazy does the quilt have like magic powers? Well, no, only the helmet does. So what's the, the point rest of the of quilt? It's just the costume. Is he just called Crazy well, Quilt because he's like, whoa, this is a pretty crazy quilt? Well, it's called the Crazy Quilt Helmet, but I don't know if it was called that before he got it or afterwards. Right. Uh, and it creates a series of floating coloured balls that hypnotise people into subservience. Okay, so does that work on Batman and Robin? Um, or whatever his probably... name is, Nightblade. <laughs> Nightwing. Nightwing. Um, probably not. I mean, if it did, it would have been temporary. Yeah. Right. I assume he's not the big bad of the DC Universe now. No. He, this Sorry, is Lex. Such a, this is such a D-list villain that... They're like, the best kinds of villains, I think. I don't like. Oh yeah, I don't give a shit about the Joker anymore. Like he's boring. Well, this was a thing that there's been like different eras in comics, like not officially, but in that kind of recognized by historians, like scholars, way that you know how no one knows it's called the medieval period when they're going through it, but we look back on it now and like, okay, that was the medieval period. <laughs> there have been eras in comics like that, like writing styles right. and different trends. And the most recent one, I am convinced, is characterized by self-awareness. So all the, the shitty villains now know that they're shitty villains. Oh, that's cute. I like that a lot. They, they like, hang out in bars and, you know, sort of like, with having not accomplished much <laughs> and talk about what they'd like to do. Yeah, oh, man. I, they did that in, uh, I guess that's sort of what they did in Deadpool, right? They're all hanging out in their horrible bar. I've only seen a bit, movies. yeah. Like that—that that is part of it. But there, there is this sense of like, if the Joker shows up, everyone takes it seriously. But when Crazy Quilt shows up, <laughs> they will just be like, "All right, well, this this won't be hard." Yeah, right. Where, we'll, whereas, we'll have to deal with this in, guy. Oh, it's a filler episode today, is it? All right, that's cool. Yeah. Whereas in the sixties, they would have tried to frame him as a legit threat because you know 
they they were trying to take it seriously. <laughs> right. But instead, Batman and Robin are just like, fucking hell, this guy. He would be the intro page. Like, it'll start with Crazy Quilt victimizing someone, and then Nightwing will just show up and just punch him once. Getting his ass beat, yeah. And then the actual story will oh, start. Oh, okay. So you don't even have full stories of Crazy Quilt and his, and his I mean, Crazy I mean, occasionally, quilt. but not really. Yeah. So yeah, I would argue that's the that's the thing. But I, I love DC. DC, I think, is is kind of underrated these days, not helped by an increasingly large series of shitty films. Yeah, that's the thing. So a lot of people like Marvel these days, and I, it's not because of like the comics at all, it's because of the cinematic universe. No, whereas, no, no, no one buys comics. Well, exactly. But the DC universe, does it exist? Or like, is, it, is there any cohesion there that... that in a similar way to what Marvel does? Not that Marvel's doing amazingly D- DC, and I don't love it, but... DC, because of the Zack Snyder influence, is very dark and operatic. And I'm fine with the second, but I'm not fine with the first. By dark, it, dark as in dark in colour? Or dark as in it's, I mean, it's both, moody? Oh, brilliant. Both. Like, the, this is a... I mean, Superman's costume is ostensibly blue and red, but you do kind of have to turn up the brightness on your TV before you can tell. <laughs> yeah. And it's just very grim and bleak. And I was saying to a friend of ours that every time I watch one of these films, it's like I've made a wish on a monkey's paw. Like, you want a, a Justice League movie, don't you? And I went, yeah, but not this one. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't want this. Well, to be fair, maybe maybe the resurgence of DC films will will come. Like, you know, a lot of superhero movies were very shit before. Shaz- Shazam was good. I'll give them that. Okay. Shazam was good. The first Wonder Woman was all right. Um, I think that's it. What about, what about the Dark Knight trilogy? Oh, yeah. I mean, those are good, but they're barely superhero films. Because yeah. they, they're so, like, obsessed with the grounding in reality. <laughs> Like cr- crazy quilts could not exist. In I the, wish. In the crazy quilt. So do I. Imagine, but maybe crazy quilts. One of the dudes that like the Joker is robbing the bank with, or whatever they do at the start. I don't yeah, know. He'd never, he'd never have his quilt of colors helmet. Oh, that's, yeah, it wouldn't that's be the true. same. I, I think superheroes are most fun when they lean into the absolute insane stupidity of what they do. Yeah. And with, and with that in mind, I'm going to tell you about. The Legion of Superheroes. The Legion of Superheroes. Okay, that sounds exciting. So they are probably best summarised as Future Justice League. Right, um, as in like the Justice League, but like later in their career. Well, as in the 30th century. Oh, okay. So who is in the Justice... I'm very I'm very behind and uh, some it, listeners might be as well. Who is the, in the Justice League? You've got Wonder Woman, you've got Superman... I mean, the, the the official memberships kind of rotate all the time because right. every time they want to like spice things up, they'll take out characters and add in new ones. But traditionally, it's you know, it's all the big ones. It's Superman, Batman, Wonder Woman as as like a staple three, and yeah. then you know you'll get you'll get Green Lantern and Aquaman and the Flash and Green Lantern, a bunch of Maddie. others. No, well, that's Green Goblin. Yes. That's a Spider-Man villain. Oh, right. The Green Green Lanterns are uh, basically space police, but we'll address that another time. Okay, because <laughs> that that Green Lantern genuinely on its own could be a whole episode because that is a complex fucking law. Oh, that okay, very exciting. So, so the Legion of Superheroes are not officially linked. There's some characters in it who are like descendants or inspired by right. the original Justice League because this is a thousand years in the future when mankind has colonized the stars. And they are a variety of, you know, superheroes and aliens who basically just help keep this new galactic civilization safe from threats and make sure it's as good as possible. Right. 
And they've got a really large roster that includes some uh, some fun characters, including Bouncing Boy. Bouncing Boy? Aww. Yep. What's his power? I mean, you can kind of guess. <laughs> Charles Tain, or Charles Chuck Tain, is Bouncing Boy. Oh, okay. Uh, though in this picture here, I wouldn't really think boy is accurate, because he's just... He's got a beard and he looks about 45. <laughs> Maybe he's been but Bouncing Boy for a long time. It, it is possible. Uh, he is uh, one of the... He's a legionnaire, which is what they call the members of the Legion of Superheroes. Is he just a big uh, bouncing ball? Well, he has the power to inflate and bounce with amazing agility oh and resistance. Oh my god. Gained his superpowers accidentally when he drank an experimental <laughs> super plastic fluid while watching a sports Jesus event. Jesus Christ. He gained his superpowers accidentally while going around Willy Wonka's chocolate factory. What is this? That, that is pretty much it. Uh, <laughs> though, though, to be fair, even in context, they kind of recognise that his powers was were dumb because he tried out twice for the Legion of Superheroes and was rejected twice. So even uh, these it, guys, like even these guys who you've said are, have, have some kind of a bit... Like silly ones in the in their roster. Even these guys. I, I think. Don't worry. I want think him. it was more that like they couldn't see how his powers would help. Right. Uh, but he proved himself because he defeated an electrical villain because he wasn't grounded. Oh, congrats! Oh, very smart. So what? All so of the, the, all so of the, all the rest deal. of them got all the rest of them got zapped. But because he didn't need to be on the ground for very long, he could just keep bouncing around. He managed to beat the electric villain, oh. and he got he got made a legionnaire for his help. Oh, congrats, bouncing boy! Like a yeah, okay, I'm happy for him then. His abilities include tactical analysis. He would have been good at that before, right? Presumably, I think it's just it's explained that he's really good at predicting where he's going to bounce, uh, which is sort of the minimum you'd expect. Yeah, <laughs> and hand to hand combat brackets basic. Basic hand-to-hand combat. I I would say that that's one of my I can I can do basic hand-to-hand combat. I mean, it would kind of have to be basic because his arms can't really reach out in front of him when he's bouncing. <laughs> just a big ball. I mean, the, the picture is of him just bouncing off like a what is presumably a villain in a way. Like, that's how he fights. <laughs> just by being a massive, annoying dickhead. Look, you know, he's this is what he can do and he's trying to use it for the betterment of all human civilization. Yeah, you know what? Fair enough. Uh, and, you know, not everyone's Superman. Some exactly. Of us, some of us are bouncing boy. Or... Matter eater lad. When were these guys made? Uh, mainly the sixties and seventies. Did they know that it sounded so? so I mean, like, like I said, Bouncing Boy was rejected initially. So even in universe, they kind of recognised he was a bit. Yeah, you know. What about Matter Eater Lad? So Matter Eater Lad is an alien called Tenzil Kem. Right. Uh, He is a Bismolian. And his power is basically the ability to eat anything. Okay. Like, uh, ch- well, check out our previous episode uh, on Kirby to uh, learn more <laughs> about that. I I mean, I, I feel Masterita Lad might have him beat. Oh, really? Very impressive. he can eat any substance in any amount at super speed. Oh, God. Uh, he once hollowed out a large meteor in a matter of minutes. Any substance. That, okay, right. This is the thing about superhero stuff. That's ridiculous. <laughs> And so, any is a blank check. This man could eat, like, the universe by that metric and just destroy all life. So, I mean, it's he can't eat it instantaneously. He can eat it very, very fast. Right. He just needs a dessert but, spoon and, like, <laughs> a rumbly tummy. So, he has 
Bismolians produce a digestive enzyme in their mouths that basically break down anything they're biting. Right. So, so getting spat on by this guy would just... You know what, they've never brought that up, but I guess it might. <laughs> just, like, disintegrate you in, like, like, a horrible, super strong acid. He also explains that certain uh, things taste different to him. Okay, so what's Ray his favourite? Ray, Ray guns taste good, apparently. Oh, He's okay. eaten a lot of those. Okay. Iron, iron chains are like chocolate cake. Oh, lovely. And polymeric fibres taste like taffy. So, what? so he's eaten a lot. Yeah, but he's also... He, does he need to eat chocolate cake and taffy? Like, what? Why, why are those comparisons there if he's busy eating fucking... Well, he doesn't need to. It's explained that Bismolians basically had a planet-wide famine that was killing them off, so they evolved to be able to eat whatever they came across. Jesus Christ. Okay, and this guy uses his superpowers to help the Legion of Superheroes how? Uh, he eats things that are a threat. Like like enemies, like he eats people. I think it's more like or like he uh, eats the enemy's weapons. Like you said, ray guns are tasty to him. Yeah, I think also it's that idea of if there's a wall in the way, he'll bite through it. Right. Okay. So they don't they don't use him. I guess again, he's not his... one of the heavy hitters. Yeah. There are some genuine powerhouses in the Legion. It's not all weirdos. It doesn't sound like they're using him to his full potential. If I'm honest, but they do have standards. Because I'm going to tell you about a reject. This is oh, kind okay. of an infamous someone who didn't one. get in. Whereas Bouncing Boy did get in eventually. This guy did yes. not. So, because they're a big team, and because you know, how big is big? How many of them are there? I think they're presented as being like over a dozen, two dozen, oh, and wow. then they, they'll they'll also establish that they have like reserves. Okay. So so if they're ever in, if there's ever a huge threat, they'll call up like dozens of other heroes to help who. Are, doing other stuff. Right. But once someone who applied and got rejected, this has become a famous meme, arm fall off, boy. <laughs> that sounds like something they make up on whose line is it anyway. <laughs> arm fall yeah. off, boy. Re- real name unknown, because he was basically a one-page joke. He tried to enlist because they were holding tryouts from new members and was the first reject. Right. And he can just pull off his limbs and use them as melee weapons. That, that, to be fair, he can put them back on, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay. There's no blood or anything. Like, they just sort of detach. I guess in, in a world where, like, you can make robots who do that easily, maybe that's well, not... I'm as... also not, not sure if it's better than just, like, a stick. Yeah, or, like, just your... Because if you pull off one of your arms, then you can no longer use it as an arm. Yes. Which means that you're then fighting with one hand holding your you've got one arm and it's holding your other arm so i guess you have an extra can you still control your arm when you're when it's off? it seems not no what's rubbish his uh his quote i mean again he was a reject so they weren't impressed but there is actually a quote on his page my power will astound you observe as i detach my limb and transform it into a deadly weapon <laughs> that's such like it's just such, like, superhero wording. Is this from, like, the 60s as well? Like, oh, yeah, this is an old one. Like, you can tell from how from how the images are coloured. Observe like, as I remove my arm and put I mean, it on my arm. Tra- he is trying to sell himself to the Legion, so maybe he's putting some flavour on it. Yeah. Oh, that's, I'm happy I for appreciate it. how the, the wiki writers had a bit of a funny at his expense. Armful Offboy is a hero with the incredible ability <laughs> to detach his own limbs and use them as blunt weapons. It, it's pretty incredible. 
it's not a very uh, <laughs> very credible ability to be using in battle. He also just looks very stupid. Again, this is one of those circumstances where the name says boy, but this is just clearly a 30-year-old man. He's absurdly muscular. Arm fall off boy. Wearing a pink leotard and Oh my god. Very- <laughs> uh okay, I don't like the way that his so his the socket like is like a it, exposed it, flesh. Well, it looks weird. It looks almost like a pillow. Yeah, I wouldn't want to put my head anywhere near it. But like, it looks like exposed flesh. And and the sound made when he takes his arm off is plorp. Yeah, but, but James, that's the price of this godly power. Uh, how many people had applied before him? Oh, um, well, I think this was the first time they were holding tryouts. Right. So I think so, he was the first to apply. Okay, so it's not it's not like you know everyone was getting let in. And this guy just sucks so much. <laughs> no, I, I presume more people get rejected than accepted, if only because, like, you don't want someone with shitty powers on the front line when you're yeah. up against, you know, Brainiac or whatever. <laughs> Can't stop looking at the picture of Arm Fall Off Boy. <laughs> please, if you if you have the ability, please look up this photo of, of this disgusting man with a with a weird-shaped head. I... I will say that he was reimagined after a big universe-wide reboot using the codename Splitter. Okay. Is that be- he is he better now? Well, so he was outright portrayed as a joke in this one. Um because he I will say he looks a lot more like a boy, like he yeah. looks pretty young. But I believe the joke this time was that his limbs kept falling off without like him by to, accident. Without Yes. <laughs> uh his his name is Floyd Belkin. Floyd when he Belkin, was and he and he can't uh, keep his limbs on. Uh, he tried out to become a member. He was a final qualifier in the tryouts, but failed after the pressure proved too much for him. He realised that he wasn't ready and had a lot to learn, presumably because his limbs kept falling. Yeah, off. I guess you got to you got to have control over your powers and your <laughs> your non-existent limbs. Yeah, it I, it would be quite cool if you could like control your limbs when they came off, like Mister Potato Head. But yeah, that would be something. Because then you could be... like, then you could like use it to, um, <laughs> you could like use it to. It'd be like the thing in the Adams family, just sending it up, crawling through vents, and yeah, you know, activating I consoles they, behind enemy lines. I think they do this lines. in the film, in the Adam Sandler film. You don't mess with the Zohan. I think he does that. I'll take your word for it. <laughs> he cuts his hand off. I've watched a couple of Sandler movies, and that has kind of pushed me away from the rest of yeah, them. Yeah, well, in that one, it, like some terrorist cuts his art, cuts his hand off, and, and, then and he... yes, that I'm aware that uncut gems is supposed to be good for all the people about to leap down my throat. Uncut gems is is, is all right. It's uh, it's very very stressful, but yeah, in that one, his, he uses his detached hand to stab a terrorist in the back. Um, that yeah, I could see the advantage. But uh, yeah, so Arm Fall Off Boy was a reject. And before we move on to Two Truths and a Lie, I'd like to tell you about one of my favourite superheroes, right. who is a cult classic, let's say, Animal Man. <laughs> is he just an animal? What, what's what? No. So, Animal Man has such a fun power, which is that if there are animals nearby, he can take their abilities and recreate them. Oh, that's so good! But... Here's the funny thing. Recently, when they've tried to put like a slightly edgier talk on it, where like he'll transform that he'll he will get like bird wings or he will get like you know muscular if he's taking like a gorilla's strength. Yeah. But in the old days, that didn't happen. He if he took a bird's flight, he, he just could flap just his arms. fly. <laughs> oh, <Yeah>. okay. <laughs> um, well, it's like can so it does depend. It's very dependent on what animals happen to be nearby. Yes. So like if you've only got like grasshoppers. 
Yep. Then you're sort of screwed. But but if he's in a zoo, he's unstoppable. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He's got that. He's got to make that his secret base. So then all the all the baddies have to go there in order to take it's, him down. Exactly. In a big boss battle. But, but what I love was that Animal Man in the '80s got kind of picked up again by Grant Morrison, who is a very clever writer and who started playing around with the idea and made him like an animal rights activist and and put a much more like adult take on it right and started having some fun with the powers so for example at one point uh animal man realizes that he can communicate with bacteria in that way and just starts duplicating himself oh shit okay he uses a worm to recreate like a limb he's lost like to grow it back oh that's that's okay right i mean that's not an animal but worms an animal a bacteria is not i mean i guess it's just life okay like i he was always framed as animal man but that's the first time he he it cursed him he was like, "Oh shit! I could, oh shit! I can, I can be a rabbit, or I can talk to any life on the on the planet." That's quite okay. I like that. That's kind of cool. And in this very famous series of Animal Man, that if there are any comics fans listening, are already nodding because they know what I'm going to say. Grant Morrison wrote this bizarre, now legendary series about Animal Man realizing he's fictional. <laughs> okay. So it starts with like people around him getting erased from reality and when i say that i mean when it's shown with an eraser they become colorless and then pencil sketches and then they get rubbed out right and then no one remembers that they're there and over the course of the series it's about animal man realizing that he is a character in a comic book and this includes scenes like him going on a peyote trip and seeing the audience a what trip like peyote like the the drug Oh, shit. (laughs) So he... And there is a really famous full page of him at the end of this massive trip just looking straight out at the reader and screaming, I can see you. (laughs) Jesus Christ, Animal Man. Yeah. He he goes to a limbo for characters who have been erased from continuity. Oh, my God. Where they're they're all, like, crying about, like, give me a second chance. You can tell good stories with me. God. Comic writers are fucking terrifying. And, And then at the end, he meets... Uh, his author. Oh, he meets Grant Morrison. Is and Grant Morrison writes pissed. himself into it and yeah, makes him. They a- don't. I mean, they don't play around with it. So Animal Man attacks and kills Grant Morrison, and then he's just back in the scene. And when Animal Man goes, "What the hell?" Because he's the writer. Morrison isn't goes, it? "Yeah." He says, "I am the writer. You can't do anything that I don't permit you yeah, to do." I literally like, made you do I, that. I am God here. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Oh, poor Animal Man. I feel really sorry for whoever had to take up the series after Morrison was done, because it's quite hard to walk back from that. Yeah. <laughs> well, I hope I hope Animal Man's doing well these days, and I, I, I hope we get a good Animal Man movie in the future as well. I, I do not know how you could do that justice. Imagine, like, all the fourth wall stuff you see with Deadpool, but played for horror rather than comedy. Well, there's, there's a lot of body horror you could do with it, right? Like, I guess you can make yeah. him look really, really disgusting. <laughs> well, I'm thinking of but, all the animals that he could. I don't know. Even if you're just like a worm or like a snail. I mean, like I said in the recent ones, he, he does physically mimic the yeah, like the traits of the animals, which which is you know I guess makes more sense, but it feels a bit less fun. Well, actually, then you could play it for laughs. Then you could you could play it for like you know he just gets down on the ground and starts wriggling like a worm. Yeah. <laughs> I, and like fucking I, real superheroes in it, like Batman's there, like, what are you doing? They, they have played it for Joe. I, I think there might have been a time where he headbutts someone with woodpecker string, but 
But maybe I'm maybe I'm misremembering. I would that. not want to get headbutted by a woodpecker. To be fair, that's no. their whole thing. No, exactly. But uh, like I said, Owlman's favorite vine. But now I think we should move on to two truths and a lie. All right, I will get this wrong. Let's go. Well, I'm, we're going to need a bit of setup for this one because I'm focusing on a very specific group of characters who were semi-present in the Snyder movie, which is sort of why I'm doing this because I want to correct that horror. Right. So, have you heard of the New Gods? I have not heard of the New Gods, no. Who are they? So the New Gods are DC's Pantheon. Pantheon as in, like, like actual gods? Yes, so... Like Zeus and com- shit? Yes, so Zeus and... Oh, they're actually the called Nor- Zeus? No, no, no. So the Greek Pantheon and the uh, Norse Pantheon and a few others do exist in the DC universe, but they are, let's say, lower G gods. Like, they're just powerful beings. Right. The, the new gods are the deities of the DC universe to some okay. extent. And it and they're called that because it's implied that they get uh, reincarnated. So the old gods died, but their power remained and manifested again as this new pantheon called the new gods. Right. Does that make sense? Yeah. So the old gods... Wait, who who are the old gods? Are they like... We, we, we never really see them in detail. Okay. They're just sort of referred to... Like, we, I think there's a couple that are mentioned, or like, and there's one that's shown, but they are implied to be a much more kind of like swords and sandals kind of thing, because that reflects like the ancient quality. But okay. These are new, but these are new deities reflecting a new time, and more importantly, a kind of superhero universe. Right, okay. They, and they have a variety of names. Um, some of them are godly sounding, like Orion and High Father. Orion pretty... is just a straight up god, right? Constella- constellation. It's a constellation, isn't it? Yeah. Oh no, I'm thinking which... about Osiris. Sorry. Yeah, but that's a good name for a deity, yeah. like to call to name after a constellation. And there's some that have more of a sci-fi or fantasy bent, like Light Ray or Tachyon, Black Racer, Metron. Ooh, I like, and there's I like some Black that. Racer. Yes, he's their Grim Reaper. Oh, okay, that's cool. He rides around on skis. Okay, that. <laughs> He 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 looks like he looks like a knight on skis. This sounds like such like a how do you do fellow kids? Here's your new gods. <laughs> Look at how cool the Grim Reaper is. He's got skis, man. Yeah. Well, and there are some that have superhero-y names like Mr. Miracle. Mr. Miracle, brilliant. Mark Moonrider. <laughs> okay. Doctor Bedlam. Doctor Bedlam. And and I think you'll like this one. Glorious Godfrey. Oh yes. What's he, what's Glorious Godfrey's deal? So Glorious Godfrey is actually an evil deity. Oh no. Um, he is the deity of, uh, I think it's implied like persuasion and manipulation and charisma. He's right. kind of mildly hypnotic. Like his temptation. Yeah, he he is the one who will con- trick you and convince you to do something that you probably shouldn't. Right. So for two truths and a lie. I thought I would give you three of the new gods, and you can decide which two are real and which one is not. All right. So, I, I've, yeah, I, I know about the new gods now. I'm, uh, all right, let's go. I've, I just wanted to give you, like, a taste of what they were like yeah. so you had something to go off. Okay. So, for example, Darkseid, the big villain of the Snyder movie, is the chief evil god. Right. Okay. They're split into, like, two worlds. There's a good one and there's an evil one. Okay. So... These are the three gods I have for you today, or at least god-affiliated beings. Big Bear. Stabatha Jackal. And Lump. They're all fake. It's a trick question. <laughs> that, that's so stupid. You've, you've, come, you've come to me, you said, you've said, 
So some of the gods have like godly names like Orion. Some of them have like sci-fi names like um, Blaze Monster, and some of them have. Uh, that wasn't one of them. No. But never mind. <laughs> and some of them have uh, superhero names. These ones are none of them. What? <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we've got Lump. Do you want, do you want to address the Lump? Tell first? me about Lump. So Lump is technically not a deity. He is a being created by the evil gods. Right. Why so was he created? Lump, so Lump looks like a giant pink, like, sh- almost shapeless humanoid being with a face in permanent despair. Disgusting. Okay. Uh, so Lump is uh, immobile, but has enormous psychic powers. Right. So the idea is that they move it to someone they need to destroy, and then the Lump traps them in a horrible dreamscape. Okay, so they have to, like, physically be like, all right, Lump, it, we're going here yeah, now. It, it, it can't move. Like, it's it's paralysed. <laughs> right, and it's just like a horrifying death statue. Yeah, that it traps you in a, in a permanent nightmare. Okay, and it was created by the evil gods. Yes. Right, okay. What was the second one? Uh, the other two were Big Bear and Stabitha Jackal. Big Bear and Stabitha Jackal, right. Yes. Right, let's go. Let's work backwards then. Give me Stabitha Jackal. So Stabitha Jackal is a member of the Female Furies, which are the evil gods' kind of most powerful like military force. This sounds like the... this like I hate this already. <laughs> Do you not like the name the Female Furies? I think that's quite a cool name. <laughs> the Female Furies. Okay, right. Um, so dark, so the evil dark side has his has you know whole armies, but the female furies are his most elite. Okay, warriors. so they're like his best like soldiers, a, and yeah. Stabitha Jackal is what the leader of that, or no, she's just one of them. Okay, the lead the leader is called Granny Goodness, but we no, she's not. For now. <laughs> you don't know she is. You've made both of these up. Granny Goodness, I... <laughs> is this not is this not just completely? I don't know. I guess as someone who's been re- reading this shit all your life, Joel. It, no, I know it's ridiculous. It's I'm, I'm not arguing that. I, 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 the only reason I didn't pick Granny Goodness as one of them is because she's slightly famous enough that I thought you might have heard of her. No, I've never heard of Granny Goodness. She, she does have a, a background role in the Snyder oh movie. Oh my god. Alright, and we got Big Bear. Is Big Bear a Big Bear? No. He is a large uh, humanoid. He is, what, he is the good god. That we're dressing out of these three. Right. Um, he is a one of the younger ones. Uh, and he actually ventures to Earth. He oh. is part of a group of the new gods that kind of uh, go to Earth to visit and learn about it. Was he called Big Bear before he went to Earth? Uh, I believe he was, yes. Because bears are very much an Earth thing, as far as I'm aware. Yeah, there's a lot of de- uh, like living beings in the god realm that... That look like creatures we have here. I mean, to be fair, it's difficult f- to create a character that looks like something that's unfathomable by humans. <laughs> like, oh yeah, so it's, it's a, a basically just a limitation of the human imagination, unfortunately. I, I mean, it, it's sort of... How to explain this best? It's been established that the new gods are living ideas. Right. Okay, so are they created like, by the humans who have, who worship them? It could be either way. It's never been certain. Okay. So, for example, Darkseid is the god of tyranny. Now, we don't know if he exists because there is tyranny or because... Or tyranny exists because Or he him. creates... Yeah, he creates tyranny and thus it exists because of him. It could, it could be either way around. Right, okay. 
So it's a sort of a symbiotic relationship, okay. Yes, it's also not clear. There's a lot of deities, even some like big ones, who it's still not certain what they're the deity of yet because their stories are still being told. Okay, so they're just like powerful beings. Yeah, and in, in that Sorry. kind of in that kind of Hercules model, All where right. they're, they're still doing their their journeys. Let and... me return to Big Bear, please. Yes, um... he was a part of a small group called the Forever People. They were sort of young and arrogant, uh, and basically left the God Realm to go visit Earth and learn more about the the universe. Um, and especially when Darkseid started attacking Earth, they went there to help out with that and to sort of keep it safe. Right. <laughs> Uh, Big Bear, let's see his powers. Uh, so Big Bear can adjust his density. So he can make <laughs> so he can make himself yeah, more resilient heavy. and heavy. Yes. Okay. Could he be eaten by Mr. Eat Anything Man? I don't know. They've never fought. This is this is the thing that you keep you keep creating <laughs> keep creating characters with powers that are like infinitely scalable and who knows could eat anything man just eat big bear i i i you know it's the unstoppable force and the immovable object yeah, so who like, knows big bear sounds like the immovable object to me infinite I mean, he density is a god. well i don't know infinite he can mentally alter the density of himself and other objects as well oh, other so ob- make- okay so he can make you extremely dense Yes. And then, like, what? You just can't move anymore. I think it's more about making something more uh, durable. Like, right. he could... Or, or give it more impact when it as it's moving. Okay. So so he could, you know... I don't know if he's used it like this before, but he could drop, like, an iron ball and then massively increase its density as it's falling so it hits, like, a meteorite. Okay. So, like, yeah, okay. Someone fires a bullet and then while it's in the air... He could... He, he, yeah, he could increase, or maybe he can uh, reduce it as well. Oh yeah, that's true. And then it'll like feel like a so it's plane. not a power without you know. All right, you know it does seem quite niche, but I, as, I as would spe- like as opposed to having no powers, which I currently have, I would take. It. <laughs> I mean, it's also implied that most of the new gods also have just a base level of like strength and speed. Oh and durability yeah, yeah. They're sort and, of like you're a superhero be- character, so you. There, have- there's a few that there's a few that don't, but I think most of them do. Right. So we've got <laughs> we've got Big Bear. Yeah. We've got Lump. Stabista. Do you, do you want to go back to her? Because I feel like you... I, I, would, we, we, I mentioned Granny Goodness and your brain broke. Yeah, I'd like to know more about Stabitha. I, I, I mean, I just assumed if she's one of Granny Goodness's underlings. She's one of the female Furies. Right. Um, so most of the female Furies have a like a niche weapon or fighting style. Okay. Is Stabitha Jackal... a knife? Yes, or two knives. Oh, she's wow. very She's very fast and acrobatic in how she fights. Okay, well, I can see um, her in my head... Yes, she was. So she started off just being known as Stabitha, but got the jackal part of her name because she's the tendency to pick through the corpses of those she's killed, looking for treasures and new weapons. Tre- she's a fucking. Um, she's a fucking god creature. What do you need? Yeah, I mean, you know, she's fighting gods as well, so uh, they guess, might have good yeah. stuff on them. Uh, she's all, often she's often sent through battlefields after the battles are over to scavenge what she can. Okay, so she is uh, she is like a designated scavenger. It's not like it's not. Like I think I think it was it was it was something she was prone to do and good at. So they sort of made it like, like part yeah, of her. Get us the gear. Like, yeah. Okay. She's presented as twitchy and unpredictable. It sounds it. laughing, 
Occasionally laughing out of nowhere. Stabitha. I, I just think that's such a ridiculous name. I, I, I don't think you would have made that up. So, is, is, so are you saying Stabitha Jackal is real? I think Stabitha Jackal really exists in... Uh, okay. In, uh, and, oh, God. And that gives you Big Bear and Lump. I think you're lying about Lump. I think, you think Lump is not real? I think Lump is the one that makes the most sense, so therefore is the one that's not real. Okay. Final answer. Lump. Final answer. Lump is fake. Lump is fake. Lump is real, I'm lump afraid. Isn't, no, you're wrong, actually. And Stabitha Jackal no, was the lie. No, you made up Stabitha Jackal. <laughs> I did. Though, that being said, Granny Goodness and the Female Furies are absolutely real. Okay. Stabitha... She, she's, she's just not a member. Aw. So, so she doesn't actually... Aw. That's a shame. She, yeah. <laughs> I like Stabitha. Just as a name, I like, I like it. It it is. I mean, I can tell you some of the uh, of the existing female furies. Okay. Artemis. <laughs> yeah. Just the S replaced with a Z. Yeah. Bernadette. Bernadette. These all sound like drag queen names. <laughs> you know, there's a bit of that aesthetic sometimes. Uh, Bloody Mary, which is just kind of a gimme. Yeah. Guillotina. Guillotina. <laughs> I like Guillotina the best. Lashina. The, the, okay, honestly, these are all names that I would expect to see on drag queens. It's like, honestly, if, if they do, if they do a, a new gods themed season of of RuPaul's Drag Race, I would absolutely watch that. <laughs> uh, there's also Mad Harriet and Stomper. They really, they really just sacked it off for those last two. <laughs> Uh, yeah, and they're run by Granny Goodness, and one of their former members is Big Barda. Big Barda. Big Barda's also won't hear a word against her. <laughs> I'm a big fan of Granny Goodness. Yes, that name is is kind of intended to be ironic. Oh yeah, she, well, she's uh, not a goodie, is she? She's an evil one. No, she she runs Dark Side's orphanages. Right, um, and as we know in fiction, no one who runs an orphanage is ever nice. Well, they're basically indoctrination camps. Yeah, and she stylizes herself as like a horrible perversion of like the kindly grandmother. Yeah, there, there's a famous line recently which sort of exemplifies what she does. She locked up one of the children for two weeks, or said she was going to for two weeks, and let them out after ten days because they were behaving well. God, which sort of frames how she functions. Yeah. But yeah, she's also an elite warrior and the leader of the female furies. Oh, well, congratulations to Granny Goodness and uh, not to Stabitha Jackal. Um, but yeah, thank you very much for that. Uh, <laughs> I want to think yeah, about... Yeah, that, that was a pleasure. I could do... So I'm going to go all over Lump. On DC. <laughs> I'm going to go all over Lump's page as soon as we finish. Thank you very much for listening, though. Um, this has been Margaret Thatcher, 10 Plus Spy. You can follow us on the internet at 10 Plus Spycast. Follow me at James MacLaw. You can follow Joel Franey at. Mm, gonna gonna edit that out. And yeah, what are we uh, what are we doing next time, James? Well, I'm gonna be going into. You, you cutting out my dialogue just so you can <laughs> talk with yourself. Do, do you want me here? I could leave. <laughs> You've often threatened to do a, a whole episode that's just you talking to you, pretending to be me at times. Yeah, that'd be quite funny, actually. All right, no, ask me a question, Joe. James, what are you doing next week? It's GTA. I'm going to say your answer for you. So I'm doing. You. I'm doing Grand Theft Auto. So it will be. We'll be delving into uh, Los Santos and the uh, the surrounding areas uh, to go deep into the criminal underworld and the. Uh, terrible things within. Hey, Nico. 
Hey. You wanna go bowling? Hey, Nico. Hey, what are you doing, Nico? Let's go fucking bowling. Anyway, thanks very much for listening. See ya. See you next week. Welcome once more to Margaret Thatcher Templar Spy, the four hour long extravaganza with more money than sense. I'm the seductive leaf lady, typically depicted barefoot in a one-piece costume adorned with leaves and vines, with occasional variations to her skin tone using pheromones to conduct their evil deeds, James Law. And I'm joined by Joel Franey, the Robin to whoever happens to be hanging out with Batman. Today, we're look- You have been on the wiki, haven't you? <laughs> Uh, that's just the description of um, a poison ivy. Um, oh, really? I, th- I thought it was Bane. <laughs> the seduction. Um, all right, uh, let me start. You that think again. the One Piece is your ally? <laughs> <laughs> I was born in swimwear, molded by it. I'm the daughter of nature. <laughs> it lifts and supports Batman. <laughs> <clears throat> this is going in the outro, right? Welcome. <laughs> yes.